Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast, Creator's Corner. I'm Ben Robinson, and uh, John is, uh, well, he's not here tonight. Uh, he, he had better things to do, that guy. But I am joined by Casey Thomas. You might remember him from our Mortal Kombat episode. Uh, he came on and talked with us about it, and uh, he's got uh, a pretty cool new project that he's going to talk to us about, and talked about NFTs and crypto and some other interesting stuff he's got going. What's up, Casey? Hey, how's it going, Ben? Pretty good. How you been? Good, good. It's been great. A lot going on. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. So I, I guess your new project, it's got narrative, it's got art, it's got NFTs, it's got a, a whole slew of stuff, a lot of which, I'm going to be honest, I don't really understand that well. That, and, and that's okay. That's why I'm here. So for anyone that uh, may be even more in the dark than me, um, do you want to give a quick rundown of what an NFT is? So an NFT... It's a non-fungible token. That's what NFT stands for. And fungible, you can t you can actually replace that with, uh, ironically, the word replaceable. It's a non-replaceable token. Anything and everything can be sold on the blockchain. So you take a product. Uh, it could be an idea, a, a collector's item, a token. It could be a movie ticket, a concert ticket, whatever you want. You put that onto the blockchain and you can sell it. It's like a unique item, though, because like, like, like yes. a Bitcoin would be a, a, like a fungible token, right? Because it's because uh, one yeah. bit one Bitcoin is the same as any other Bitcoin. They're not unique, whereas an NFT is uh, is unique or at least non or at least interchangeable, uh, at least uh, uh, scarce in a degree. Like they someone may issue like ten of. 10 NFTs, yes. you know, that are the same essentially, but there's, there's only 10 yeah. of them. It's a, uh, in, by definition, I had my, I had my developer give me, like, we, we went over like the list of different things and by his definition uh, from a developer standpoint is a non-interchangeable unit of data stored on a blockchain, a form of digital ledger that can be sold and traded. So that's his official description of it. It's like a digital baseball card with a serial number. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where it's like a, a tradable collectible, except each token is unique. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not sure I really under, I mean, I don't think anyone really knows what their use is going to be moving forward. And I think what I've noticed is a lot of folks trying to figure it out, you know, uh, I mean, you've got like the bored apes thing that I think uh, kind of boggles my mind a little bit that people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for, yeah, uh, you know, a token essentially. And I'm not really mm -hmm. sure. I, I've got a feeling in 20 years that it, that is might not be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars anymore. But uh, I, what the fuck do I know? You could be wrong. You could be right. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's it, it's the way I it's a, there's a lot of different things, you know, such as like currently the trending style of NFTs is definitely collecting is collector's items such as the Board Ape Yacht Club or V friends or CryptoPunks, like they're all trading cards, right? Yeah. And the beauty of it is that we as a consumer decide its value. And I was actually listening to a podcast today and they were talking about art and in wine. And you know, you'll order like a a, a twelve hundred dollar bottle of wine and, and it is made in like nineteen 76 from this vintage from this vineyard and people will be like this wine is so glorious and then some people will taste it and they'll think it's fantastic some people will be like oh what is this and then you'll order a 2018 wine and you're like this is way better yeah right? but because <laughs> of a committee of people or some kind of group has said this wine is worth this much because we say it is well that's not the case when it comes to nfts and cryptocurrencies it's it's the people the community and the consumer decides its value it's all perceived value i mean that's true with anything the value of anything is what someone's willing to pay for it yes so like you're gonna flip your lid when you hear about like nyan cat which is essentially it's a gif of a cat with the body of a pop tart yeah with a, with with, a rainbow <laughs> behind it yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's worth like gosh how much is that thing worth right now i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna look that up it, did that start as an nft it is an nft Oh, interesting. Because I remember that from, I mean, yeah. that was that was some years ago, though, right? It Nyan was. Cat was a thing. Have NFTs, they've been around that long? 
they have been around pretty much since cryptocurrencies have been around. Oh shit. Yeah. Like I, I yeah. I've, I've only heard of them uh, maybe over the last year or so. So I, I but I guess they've been around longer than yeah. that. February 28th of 2021, it sold for 590,000. Holy shit. Yeah. And I, I've heard of, I've heard of crypto selling for more. And some of the stuff, like I know I heard like Eminem bought one of those board ape things for like 450,000 bucks or something. And that, I mean, yeah, that sounds about right. That mm-hmm. may keep its value a little bit more because it, it, like, as mm-hmm. a unique item, like it was owned by Eminem. So there's a reason that it may, that somebody else might want it. And that's also like its determined value. I mean, a lot of celebrities are getting involved because they're seeing kind of the value of it. And I see it as also like a, a, a kind of a business sect as well because they're just like, I'm going to buy a, a board ape yacht club or a crypto punk. And because Kim Kardashian owns, this she you know they can sell it and, it and it makes the value of them go up even more because people are willing to pay it yeah i, I mean i've also heard it likened to like digital beanie babies though where I'm, you know is it is it a fad that's gonna burn out or that's like, we don't like, know that's yeah, kind of the dark knows, side because right? i was also thinking of like spawn comics yeah like, oh yeah the com- but, i mean there was a big comic boom where the, like they were a collector's item and people were hoarding them for for their future oh, value. Yeah. I remember buying Wizard magazine in the back of every Wizard magazine there was the comics price guide and you'd look at it and be like holy shit that Spider-Man comic I got's worth 50 bucks now. Oh yeah. And like what it, I think Batman is what Detective Comics number 14 something like that or, that sounds something like that. Right? Yeah. yeah and it's like dude that is worth that much but back in the day it was 10 cents. Yeah. You know, I think it even says ten cents on it, but it's like that's how much is worth then. This the and and now look at how much it's worth now. It's kind of like we'll see. I'm a little hesitant to dump a bunch of money into something that's unproven, but uh, I, I was also <laughs> hesitant to dump a bunch of money into Bitcoin ten years ago. It, yeah, <laughs> or not and, even money. Uh, I, I thought about mining it. Like I was like, oh, this sounds like a cool, fun thing to do, and never right. got around to doing it. It's like, boy, I kind of hurts a little now now you're you're, you're (laughs) shooting yourself in the foot with that one yeah you're like crap why like why did because i was thinking about i remember because i used to drive uber back in 2017 and i remember picking up this guy and he was talking about it was he was actually a um uh he was actually a, a programmer um he was a developer for some kind of kickstarter and he was talking about like crypto and i had just started hearing about it and it's kind of the same as everyone else i was like what's i don't know it's not going to work because it just it's really one of those things that we don't like it because we don't know or don't understand yeah i mean it's i remember it sounded cool like i like the idea of decentralized money and this and that but it was uh mm-hmm. it, you know it wasn't so, it, it sounded like just a neat thing that was happening that maybe i should pay attention to occasionally or you know something that would be yeah. fun to check out when i had time and i never ended up having time and now mm-hmm. and now it's so freaking power intensive to mine a single Bitcoin uh, that it's almost oh, not, gosh, wor- yeah. not worth it uh, on a small scale to even try. Yeah, Bitcoin mining—that's hard. It's that's a that's a or not hard, but it's just it's a lot of money to invest into rigs that can mine it. But once yeah. you do invest into them, it's a it's a it's a pretty good investment. I I got a buddy that has a few of them, and in the winter, uh, he he like he put them in the attic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the winter, he he actually like ran a duct from it into his bedroom and was using them to help heat his house. That is hilarious because <laughs> because they're on all yeah. the time and they produce and a bunch also of very heat. efficient. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's he's not making a lot from it, but he's got like extra Here. solar on his house, so everything he makes is he gets to keep as opposed to you know if you want if you're paying for the electricity, it's almost not worth it at this uh, point. Yeah. That, and people take account of that. You should see the programs that people put into it. And they actually like the electricity is a good point is a good thing to t- touch on too, because a, uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people gotten kind of mad, I guess, about the mint, about uh, mining because of the amount of electricity it takes, you know, dealing with, you know, things such as environmental and climate change aspects of it. So, yeah. Well, yeah, not just, not just the miners themselves, but I mean, it's part of the the good part and the the potentially bad part about the blockchain, as far as I understand mm-hmm. it, is you know it's a distributed 
ledger essentially. So everyone, you know, anytime a transaction happens, it gets updated in everybody's ledger. So it's not in one place. And so you can't hack into it and, you know, and change something in one, it wouldn't matter because you'd have to change it in everybody's blockchain. And to make any of those blockchain transactions is what all the people mining are doing. Like that's, that's the, the task that yeah. they're completing is running the algorithms for those, yeah. for those things. So if they're not, you know, if they're not mining, you can't make transactions. And then that transaction has to go, you know, has to get on every, every mining server essentially and yeah. get written to it. So for every single transaction that's out there, it's, got it you know it gets the computing power that it requires is is pretty out of balance for uh, something small like it seems like that's yeah. a lot of effort to put into it and and it was fine when everything was was small but uh, you know i i've got some doubts as to how or not doubts but I, i'm just not unsure how that's going to scale you know i mean if this became you mm -hmm. know if people actually started using bitcoin for transactions and less less than you know a store of value like most people are now um, I, I like. I know they were pushing it early, but I don't think anyone's buying pizza with a with bitcoins now. One thing you touched on earlier was you know about the the large scale environmental aspect of it is that you have things such as Ethereum 2.0, Solana um, is one, my one of my favorites, and those don't take up hardly any energy at all. So they are working on efficient um, and effective ways to make these transactions happen without taking up a lot of energy. Does that scale pretty well, though? Because like, I know Ethereum's pretty big. It's um, very big. Yeah, Ethereum's pretty big. Uh, I'm not yeah. familiar with, what was it, Solara? Solana. Solana. But you've uh -huh. got, like I said, when Bitcoin was small, it wasn't an energy hog either. Yeah, well, I mean, Bitcoin's always been an energy hog. Like, you should... <laughs> Some of those, I've, I've, I've seen Bitcoin mining rigs and oh my gosh, it's like, it just sounds like large fans just, just yeah. going <laughs> off and it's, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's also why you can't get a decent graphics card right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember back in 2019, <laughs> 2020, it's like, wait a second. Like, I remember I bought my graphics card back in 2018, 2019. Uh, I have a 1060. I bought it for I think it was like four fifty, four hundred. I looked it up; it was one thousand fifty. Yeah, no, it's insane. Oh, like I've I've been wanting to like, get a wait. What? I've been wanting to update my gaming rig for a while here, and it's just like it just doesn't fucking make sense. Like this has got to stop at some point, right? I don't yeah, want to pay right? twelve hundred dollars for a graphics card. Yeah. And on top of the uh, the chip shortage, mm -hmm. it, it was just a perfect storm of of you're not getting a graphics card. Sorry, that's just not happening. Yep. So, yeah, but as far as the 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 environmental issue goes, Ethereum 2.0 is in development, and that's just go, as soon as that goes in, that's going to take off because Ethereum is kind of the big the big one right now as far as transactions goes. Bitcoin will always be there as far as like it's the granddaddy of all big of all cryptocurrencies, but Ethereum I see has been used way more as far as transactions goes than Bitcoin. Well, yeah, because Ethereum, as far as I understand, Ethereum actually like allows for stuff like NFTs. Like Bitcoin is just at least when it came out, it was just Bitcoin. Like you couldn't you couldn't do like non fungible mm -hmm. tokens on it. It was it was just it wasn't built for it. As far as I know, I don't know of any NFTs that are on Bitcoin, but I could be wrong. And changes daily now. Yeah, I know. But Ethereum is like one of the big ones. Solana is another big one. And I, I, I bring up Solana because I would, I would almost say like in, in the terms of fiat currencies, if you're not familiar, fiat currency is like just like the dollar. The, the US yen, dollar, the yes. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, backing the, it. Right, right, right. A, a centralized currency. Um, I would consider like, like if you wanted to put them in perspective, Bitcoin is gold, Ethereum, silver, and, and uh, Solana, I would consider bronze, but uh, people would argue that. Uh, Ethereum has been used um, way more than Bitcoin has as far as transactions goes. But in order for these things to take off, in order for, you know, because I I really like the idea and what's going on with NFTs, not just because the the collecting, but the trading, because we're actually using currency for what it is. And we're actually taking Ethereum and the consumer is saying, Ethereum is worth this much. My NFT is worth this much. I will give you this much Ethereum for your NFT. And the resale of it is going to be this much Ethereum. So transactions are actually happening. 
whether or not you you know you collect like you know or like the the idea of an NFT, we're actually making transactions, and that's a pretty big thing. It's a pretty big deal. So generally, can like if 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 an NFT is on a certain blockchain, like say it's on the Ethereum blockchain, can you only buy and sell it in Ethereum? Um, that's oh, that's a good question. If you mint an NFT into Ethereum. Um, into the Ethereum blockchain, you can only buy it with Ethereum because it is on that blockchain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, so, I mean, you can always convert stuff in and out, but I mean, it has to be purchased in a th- in Ethereum then. Yeah. So there, there's, uh, you know, if if you wanted to purchase um, Ethereum uh, with the U.S. dollar, you'd have to go to a marketplace such as you know Coinbase, and that's where you would buy that. But in order for you to purchase an NFT, either it'd have to be direct. Um, from the seller on a website, or you can go to places such as OpenSea um, and purchase your NFT there with the blockchains that um, they associate with. So OpenSea is is the big one. I, I would consider it the big one. It has Ethereum, Polygon, but Polygon is on the is on the Ethereum blockchain. You use Ethereum to purchase on with Polygon. It's oh, very okay. confusing. I know. But. <laughs> So, but like, if you wanted to buy an NFT, you couldn't just whip out your credit card uh, without going through a couple steps. Or is that you, what you the can? C, that's what the C whatever is for. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So, I, I guess one of the other things I think I've got a grip on, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Is so when you buy an NFT, what are you actually buying? You are buying property, essentially a, a thing. It's like the token, so, right? That's what you, that's what you buy. You own the token. Yes, in its raw essence, yes. If you were to buy a um, a figurine of All Might from from My Hero Academia, okay. that's you, so you're using U.S. dollars to purchase that. You own that thing. NFTs can be anything. Current. Let's just use it for what's trending right now, which is uh, collector uh, digital items. You're using Ethereum to purchase a token, which is, and you have the right and ownership of that of that digital asset that you bought but i mean yeah similar to the like if you had like a figurine it doesn't give you the right to reproduce it or to or to you know like you don't have any copyright issues on it or rights on anything it's just just something saying that you own this thing yeah it's just saying you own you you own that thing and um the transaction is you know put on the blockchain and you have every right to do what you want with that thing because you own it well, to the extent of like anything else, like if you own a copy of Mortal Kombat, you can't copy it and and sell more copies of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, the, you know that's a good question. You can have copyright laws of uh, I I don't know if they apply to that because crypto is kind of the wild west when it comes to that. Yeah, that's one of the things that's made me a bit nervous about doing anything with it is because it, it's also not codified that. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, and it's right there. I mean, there are plenty of scam cryptocurrencies out there that have come and like blown up and then disappeared and they're just fucking gone now. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, I've, I've, inve- I've invested in those and it's not fun. Yeah, whether or not it was, a, a, you know, a scam from the get go where it was like a pump and dump thing or whether it just fucking didn't ever catch on and, and ended up being worthless. I mean, it, it's hard to tell. And I certainly don't have the expertise to tell one from the fucking other. So I've just uh, stayed out of it. A lot of people are hesitant because of that very reason, but also I think people are hesitant because it's new. Because the same thing, the very, very same things have happened on the um, on the stock market as well. Oh yeah, so absolutely. Like, I don't dabble in the stock market much either, though, for very similar reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't have any fucking clue what I'm doing, and and I don't like doing things with my money that I don't understand. Yeah, but but sim- but similarly, like there are um, people who have invested in things that are safe to invest in there i I remember listening to i forgot who it was but he invests in coca-cola because he's like coca-cola is safe investment it's always going to grow it's never going to die yeah and i feel the same way with ethereum solana and uh and bitcoin is that it's it's always going to keep growing because those are like the especially ethereum and bitcoin because those are just the two big ones yeah it'll it'll go through dips at this point but i mean like i think bitcoin's become pretty recognized as 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 a as an investment as a storage of value yes you know it's going to go up it's going to go down it's going to do things but i don't think uh at least currently it's in any threat of going away you know going down Mm -hmm. to, to being worth less or worth nothing yeah 
The other thing I grapple with personally on NFTs is, I mean, I, one of their big things is that they're a way to prove digital ownership. And, uh, and I'm one of the things that like, I guess just ethically that I'm not sure where I stand on yet, just cause I haven't really thought about it enough is false scarcity or, you know, making something that really wasn't, that isn't scarce and, and making it scarce so that you can like De Beers. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, very similar to that, but like, I mean, just taking yeah. something like, you know, a JPEG that is, uh, okay. in no way, I'll be like, it can be copied infinitely. Uh, and and have zero degradation, and then and then and making a scarce commodity out of it that then you, that you could then monetize. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if people are into it, fucking whatever, it doesn't make any difference to me. Like I'm not, I certainly wouldn't stop anyone from doing it. I'm just, uh, I've got a, a pretty classical view of of ownership, and you know, and the idea that ownership require you know, own, being able to own something requires it being scarce. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff isn't necessary or, or it's falsely scarce like it, it doesn't need to be it's not because it's naturally scarce it's because we're making it scarce yes i see i i 100 see your point and that's a that's actually yeah it's a it's a good point it's a good it's a good um way to think about it too uh from a logical you know because you're you're being just logical like are we really creating scarcity when it's not really there yeah, because that like, kind of what you're saying. Yeah, because I mean, say you create some art and you could sell an NFT of it, but you could also, you know, sell however many of them you want, or they mm-hmm. or give them away. I mean, there's no, it's it's just imposing a, a scarcity on. And and thing is, like, because it's the wild west, and because it it doesn't like there's no like I don't there's no um it's not like copyright law where there's things in place to protect all this mm-hmm. that um. Well, there, there, there is. There's the blockchain. So the beauty of the blockchain is it's a public, it's a public record of transactions. So, for instance, you know, not, not just digital assets. There's regular assets. So if I, if I wanted to, like, let's say your house. Say you wanted to sell your house on the blockchain. Your house is an NFT, or you can make it an NFT. You can mint your house. You can sell it on the blockchain. Someone will buy it. You can even put um, royalties on it. So every time there is um, someone sells the house after that, you can actually keep like 5% or 2.5% of every transaction afterwards as well. And that's what a lot, that's how a lot of people are making a lot of money as well with these um, collector's items. That's one of the things I like about it that I think is cool about NFTs is as far as, you know, for artists selling their stuff, the idea that once it's on the secondary market, they still have a pathway to, to make some money off of that. And I think, yeah, like I said, I think they're going to have a place. Um, I mean, like mm-hmm. the, I've, I've heard people talking about using them for like video games, but not like, you know, skins in, in a game, which I think is ridiculous. Cause I, well, actually skins in a game is a really, really good, uh, uh, way like analogy for like, did you ever play league of legends? I have played league of legends. Yes. Okay. Skins <clears throat> RP riot points is, cryptocurrency like in, yeah. in 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 raw essence it is and what you do not need to buy skins to enjoy the game but they are there for your enjoyment and most people will buy skins to in to be like look what i got so if you're playing you know whoever misfortune and you you know you're good at misfortune you're an adc like that's what you you know that's who you like to play okay you're gonna buy skins to be to show off like your skin it it doesn't it doesn't affect the game whatsoever don't you know yeah but i i just i don't i don't think it's a long-term fit for for blockchain because mm-hmm. it's just not necessary i mean it's having a decentralized ownership ledger of a thing that you're playing through a centralized server doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. make sense i mean like eventually that game's they're going to shut the server down and then sure i guess you've got an nft that says you own this skin but you, you don't like you can't do anything with mm-hmm. it at that point Steam's had this the shit where you can like trade the you know the trading card things that you get and the Team mm-hmm. Fortress stuff. The servers are all there on Steam, so Steam just keeps track of all that, and mm-hmm. you know you don't necessarily need a token for it. But I think it would be kind of cool, like when you if you were to buy video games, because it would give you the ability to resell. You know, like you can resell your di- your physical copy now when you're done with it. Mm-hmm. It would give you the the ability to sell off your rights to play the game to somebody right. else potentially. And- and that they're they're already doing that. There's actually NFT video games. Yeah, and it gives the publisher then a, an ability to make some money on the secondary market 
yeah. that they can't right now. That you know, GameStop's making all the money. They've already made like a, like a racing game. There's a fighter that's going to be coming out. I saw another one called like uh, Samurai something, and it's another fight. It's like a strategy fighter, and I'm very interested in those. But um, in 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 personally in like real life, I I totally get why people don't because I'm not a collector either. I don't have baseball cards or figurines and stuff like a lot of people do. And I mean, I, I'm, it's funny because I'm looking at my figurines. <laughs> I, I, like I have a, a Vegeta figurine. I have a Kirito and Asuna figurine. That's, that's because I bought them because I like them for decoration. But I know people who will, who will buy like every single My Hero, every single Demon Slayer figurine because that's what they collect. And we all know John likes his um, Skeletor figurines. Yeah. yeah so, p- people that, that buy toys and then don't take them out of the box. Yeah. So... Currently, the trend of NFTs is going is is that's what's happening, and the collectors have created their own sense of value. You're right in thinking: Are we just creating a false sense of scarcity? I see it more as, especially with my project, and this is not a segue into my project. I'm just saying is that I see NFTs far beyond just the collector. I see it as more of an actual transition away from using fiat currencies to buy things and we're going to actually buy things with the blockchain as nfts such as a house like the blockchain will be I mean, the, the blockchain's a fiat currency as well i mean it doesn't necessarily i mean no. it, it's a it's a it, it, or you know at least like bitcoin's a fiat currency i mean there's nothing behind it that really backs it up I mean, yeah. um, a, a fiat currency. So, so the definition of fiat currency is a is a, uh, an established exchange by a regulated by a government regulation. So, like the dollar yen, like we said earlier, um, the cri- cryptocurrencies in the blockchain is decentralized. So, I don't think a fiat currency has to. Or maybe it does have to be regu- regulated by country. Fiat, I've thought more of it. Yeah. It's, it's a floating value currency. It's one that doesn't like like we would. The U.S. didn't have a fiat currency until we went off the gold standard, where you know where True. where you, where the currency of the United States was uh, you know was just a a placeholder for gold, and you could yeah. trade dollars in for a set amount of gold at any time you wanted. And gold was really yeah. the store of value that we used. Whereas now the currency is tied to basically it's the perceived value of the currency. You know, the dollar is valuable because you know that if someone gives you a dollar, you can go give someone else a dollar and get, you know, goods and services in exchange for it. Yes. And it's just a recognized medium of exchange. And so it doesn't really matter. And the, and, the, and since we went, you know, off since we went to a fiat currency, it has been, you know, they've just been able to kind of produce money when they need to. And, and that is exactly what attracted me to cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was looking at Bitcoin as a hedge against inflation a while ago. And I didn't, again, didn't do shit about it, but because <laughs> I know it's something that, <laughs> that you know, the, the, the rate of creation of new Bitcoin is, is, is fairly set. And it's set to get to get harder and harder over time to get new bitcoins, whereas you know anytime the U.S. government wants, they can do quantitative easing and uh, you know and, and issue bonds that they then buy back and basically create just one fuck ton of money, and uh, that makes me nervous. Those bastards. The U.S. president or, or whatever committee, or, I'm sorry, um, uh, Congress is going to tell you know the the uh, the 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 Reserve, the Federal Reserve, just you know, we need more money, print more money. And that doesn't solve problems. And the thing that really attracted, like I said, the thing that really attracted me to cryptocurrencies is that there is only, I think, what is it? What is it? 1.2 billion, I think, with Bitcoin. How, how much? I'm looking it up right now. There's currently, okay, there's currently 18 million, 18.9, so almost 19 million in existence currently. There's only 21 million that could possibly go into circulation. Yeah. And that's what I love about it is that there is a finite amount of that currency that could possibly go into existence, which gives it actual value, so actual limited value. What, what happens? I mean, I don't know if you know the answer to this, because I know I don't. What, okay. what happens after they've all been mined? Who then maintains the ledger of the blockchain? Because as I understand it, at least, that's, that's what the miners are doing. And if they, um, if there's no more Bitcoin to be mined, mm-hmm. what happens to the blockchain? 
Well, the blockchain's just the blockchain's there for transaction purposes. So but, we but, Bitcoin but, goes into circulation. We use Bitcoin to make transactions. That transaction is then is put on the blockchain and and we just use it as currency. Yeah, but putting the transactions on the blockchain is what the miners are doing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the 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 mining will. I th- I think the mining will always exist. What would the incentive for the mining be then? Are they going to? They'll have to start charging transaction fees. Uh, There's got to I mean, be. They already, do. they already do. It's called gas fees. Yeah, but I mean that 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 would be their sole income at that point. I imagine they'd have to go higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, huh. I mean the the miners are essentially bank tellers. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean they're they're yeah. they're accountants. They're they're keeping mm-hmm. the ledger, but right now they're being rewarded with little satoshis of bitcoin now and then to uh reward them for their efforts i'm not sure what happens when that stops uh, it's it, it's not going to stop it, it it can't because we need you know well, even but, for like if you were to buy an nft with ethereum you need a miner you you need somebody's mining rig to make that transaction that, yeah. or that, that report on the blockchain but i mean once the last bitcoin is mined the way it's set up right now i mean unless they go to like bitcoin <laughs> 3.0 where they you know add more bitcoins or something mm-hmm. i mean i and also the the other thing that that i'm you know the uncertainty of the future is uh you know if all this stuff gets big enough and and becomes ubiquitous enough I, i've got some serious doubts that governments around the world are going to keep their hands out of the honey jar like, yeah they're gonna they're, there will be regulations they're you know they're gonna want control that's what they do yeah and, and uh, so that'll El be a salvador has f- already done it I mean, there are countries that are doing it, and well, yeah, they created and, their own c- cryptocurrency, didn't they? No, they just bought Bitcoin. Oh, I thought I, I thought I heard something about one of the South American countries tried, you know, basically minted their own cryptocurrency that they're going to try and use as the main legal tender. All right. I didn't hear about that one. I'm gonna look that one up. Anyway, so this has been fun, but let's uh, <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Relentless, your project. And I'm kind of curious to see how this ties into what we've been talking about. Um, Yeah. So Relentless, it is my project. I wrote a story, a book um, back in 2017. I wrote a number of stories and I went through a friend, a couple of friends and I, you know, who, who took a look at it as well as a couple others. And they're like, I really think you should publish this. This is something unique and different. And I never got around to it. And eventually I was actually going to give it to my friend, Dan. And I was just like, can you, can you finish it for me? And (laughs) I, I kind of put it, I kind of just put it off and, you know, I love to, I love to read, I love to write. And, um, anyway, I was investing in cryptocurrencies and, and NFTs. And, and I, I remember just one day I went up to my wife, I'm like, I think I should remember that story I wrote like back in 2017. And she goes, yeah, the, the one set in Cambodia. I was like, yeah, I'm, I think I'm an idea. And I talked it over with um, a couple other friends who do that. Currently, the, like I said, the trend is algorithmic art collectibles. Yes. And so I, I had this idea. I'm like, okay, what if I write my book, have it formatted, make an ebook, and mint it and sell it on the blockchain? And a, um, a friend of mine goes why don't you do it installment by installment and make a collectible for sustainability? And I was like, that's a really good idea. Thank you. I partnered with a developer and a couple of different artists and we made what's called the real endless project. Interesting. Okay. So, um, what does that mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? So are you going to be, you're going to be selling chunks of the story? Mm-hmm as nfts is that what's what it is yes so they're both collectible and utility utility is when you buy an nft and you can and it has something um that comes with it uh like if you know like we were talking about like you know minting a house that uh that would be utility or if you want to mint a book it's like you buy the token and now you have ownership of that book and you can use the book so mine for instance you purchase the collectible nft which is the cover title art piece and then when you purchase it you will get access to read that installment with a corresponding installment of that art piece so if you buy the chapter one nft you will get ac- or i'm sorry installment one nft you will gain access to that installment of the story so i think i'm getting this so like mm-hmm. kind of with this or like with the house one 
So if you use an NFT like that, like say you minted an NFT for your house and you sold mm-hmm. your house and the NFT went with it, it's essentially acting like a deed for the house then at that point. It's just, a, it's, uh, a, it's like, yeah. it'd be like a blockchain deed. And so essentially you have, you, the blockchain has given you proof of the transaction of ownership of ownership and therefore you own the house. Okay. So it's kind of like if you, you, you buy, you, you buy the first episode of relentless and you get a, uh, non fungible receipt that says you own it. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then that gives you access to read the story and that installment of the story. Yeah. Okay. Inter- that, that's interesting. Like, like I said, yeah. the, with the NFT thing, like I know it's going to be useful for something. Not really sure yet. And it's cool that that folks are just trying new stuff, seeing seeing if it sticks, seeing how it works. Right. And like I said, in real life, I'm not much of a collector. Um, and uh, I really like NFTs in the uh, at least in the NFT space. I like NFTs that have value and utility to them like uh music or games is a good one because people actually create like uh they'll like they'll create a track like a music track you know a, a three and a half to five minute long hip-hop beat or rock beat or metal beat or metal you know song with no words well you can buy that and once you buy the token it gives you access to use that as you want and then you um you can like you can put lyrics to to that song because you have ownership of that song uh, of that of of that music now. So I mean, yeah, I, mean, I could see them using it in the future. Like they use royalty, fee- like you can buy royalty free music now. But like you have, you have. I'm not sure how you prove that you own it. But I guess if you have an NFT, you know, if you've got an NFT saying that you own it, you can prove. Yeah, see, I paid this guy. Okay. I bought this music, and I want. I, I imagine they could set it up in a way that if you produced any music and sold an NFT of that, that they get a cut of it. Um, yeah, say that. I'm sorry, repeat that one more time. It's like, say you took their, that metal track and you used it in one of your songs and then you sold that as an NFT. I wonder if they Mm -hmm. have, if they have, or will have mechanisms for the original guy to get, you know, 2% or something back on. Yeah, that's, so let's say, uh, you, Ben wrote a metal song, you know, no lyrics or anything. You just wrote a track. Right. And you sold that song or that track on the blockchain. Someone added lyrics to that. Well, they own that. They, they, they own your track. But then, you know, they wanted somebody like the track so much that they're willing to pay, you know, or let's say you sold it for $100 and, and they bought that. They put their lyrics to that. Well, let's say somebody else really liked that track and they offered $500 and you put a, a one percent royalty on that track when you originally sold it. Well, every time they resell it, you get one percent of that transaction. It's interesting. Like I said, I, I, people smarter than me will figure out how to use this. Hopefully, you're okay. one of them. <laughs> trust, trust me, I, and I I know fair a fair amount, and I'm only scratching the surface. I mean, you should hear my developer talk. Oh yeah, like, yeah. No. People have told me they'd be like, you know, with the comic being like, you should do NFTs of it. I'm like, I'm not sure what that means, how to do it, or or why I'd want to. I've, I'm not really. I'm just. It, it's way beyond me. Love, I would love for you and John to do your comic as an NFT, dude. It would. It. I think it'd be very successful. I don't even know what that means. Like, like so. So for <laughs> yours, I, I, I guess on that straight. So like, are you going to have a limited number that you sell, or yes. And it was just so, because for like collectibles, again, that's like the scarcity thing. Like you can't have an infinite number of collectibles. Otherwise it's not a collectible, but then are you, are, are you shooting yourself in the foot? If like, say it's, it's really popular and you run out of them, what do you do then? Like if, if, if you've sold, like you mm-hmm. say you mint a hundred of them or a thousand of them and mm-hmm. they, you know, they end up selling out really quick and you're like, Oh shit, I would really, I really wish I could make a thousand more and sell them again, but then you're kind of undercutting the value of what the original people were, thought they bought. Yeah. Um, well, um, that's, that's a good point. And, um, with some people, if, so what they would do, um, let's say, uh, people made a, an, you know, an art collection where they had 5,000, uh, uh, different, you know, algorithmic, uh, pieces of art and they sold all 5,000 of them. Well, they would, um, if they were smart, they would just leave it alone and let it 
resell and resell because that's where it creates its value because it's obviously a sought after commodity. But um, say somebody minted, uh, you know, a, a thousand of their product of whatever it is, and they only sold five hundred of them, then that's that's how they over, you know, yeah, overdone it. Yeah, so you got to kind of figure out where you're going to because you can't you can't go adding to it Supply later. And demand. Yeah, well, yeah, and it, people feel cheated if, like, I remember I went and saw Monty Python for their like farewell thing. Okay, uh, which was super awesome. But like, I, that, I went that, in. That just sounds amazing. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Yeah, I went in to buy tickets, and I was like, okay, because like as far as I knew, it was one night only, and I was like, oh fuck, and I and I and it was sold out immediately. And I was like, shit, and they opened a second night up, and I was like, oh cool, I got some, and so I bought like six tickets because I was like, ah, you know, if I don't get six people to go with me. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to sell the rest. And then like, I watched, it's like each one sold out and they opened like 10 nights. (laughs) And I was like, well, fuck now there's just a ton of fucking tickets. I think I ended up selling them for like 30 bucks (laughs) because there was a shit ton of tickets out there. And I was like, I I felt kind of cheated that, uh, you know, that I thought I was getting something valuable and something, you know, more scarce. And then they just kept making more of them until nobody wanted them anymore. And I was like, well, fuck, now it's worthless. <laughs> yeah, I mean, It wasn't worthless because I got to go see Monty Python and it was fucking amazing. But <laughs> if it had been something that I didn't get to go do, or you know, if it had just been something I was buying to collect, I would have been really pissed. Yeah, and, uh, and I remember when, I didn't go see him, but I remember when Garth Brooks came to Sacramento to the, um, to the amphitheater. And, uh, uh, I realized I just doxed us, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) he came to the the amphitheater and I think he was only supposed to be there for like two or three days and he ended up staying for eight. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like like, every single one sold out, you know, so you got to be careful because you don't want to, you know, you want to create that value, but then you don't want to undercut your own value. And Mm -hmm. so it it just seems like a tough, a tough line to walk where you've got to figure out what what the demand is going to be. And, and especially mm-hmm. with creative things, you never know. I mean, like it, it could start slow and then, you know, something could happen later on where it takes off, you know, where it, it, you, someone reads it and writes an article on it. And then a bunch of people are like, Oh, that looks interesting. I'll check it out. And then, then it blows up. And, you know, if you only created like 300 to start with and something big happens that, I mean, then I guess they get traded around. So I, I don't know. I just, I'm, it's a whole new frontier. And I'm not, it is. I'm not really sure what it's going to end up being for yet. You know, is, is it for collectibles where scarcity is important or is it, or is it a cool way to, you know, buy and buy comic, like say buy comic books and digitally, and then be able to resell them, you know, like the floppies mm-hmm. that you can go to the comic store and get for like a dollar. I mean, it's the opposite of the collectible, you know, where it's not getting more valuable over time, but the uh, same way, like if you're selling your comic book for three bucks and then, but that person has the ability to then maybe resell it at some point for a dollar mm-hmm. and you, you know, you end up getting your 10 cents off or whatever. I mean, it's not much, but it's probably more than you would have gotten otherwise. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of what's his name, uh, uh, Gary V who's kind of the face of NFTs. He minted an NFT, put it up, um, a collectible or a collection of NFTs one night and, um, he, what did he do? He put a 1% royalty on it and then overnight made $267,000 off of royalties alone. Yeah. But yeah, he, I mean, he's a big dick in the NFT world, you know? So like, you know, he, he starts, he starts swinging that thing around and people pay attention. And if I, if I, if I pull up to the blockchain and I, and I whip mine out no, and no one's going to look twice at me. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, you have a small dick. So, <laughs> <laughs> He's, so he's got, uh, so, I mean, he, you know, he, he's in a position to, to do that. And I, and I think there's a lot of that going around where like the, the folks that are really making, making big kind of came in, yeah. came in big, uh, you know, like, not to say that there isn't yeah. folks that didn't strike a gold as it were, but mm-hmm. it is, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit of a gamble and I've, I've never been much of a gambler. I got to tell you. That's okay. Neither, neither have I. Yeah. My family's always, sure. always kind of maintained, uh, you know, we don't have bad luck. We just have no luck. <laughs> yeah, the 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 celebrity and the icons have made that. I mean, like Jake and or is it? Yeah, Jake Paul, um, the boxer, or is that Logan? Jake Paul has just is is calling him a boxer really? That I mean, I guess I guess he boxes, but I think he's more of a douchebag YouTuber. 
Um, I've, <laughs> you're not wrong. I, I've, I've gained a respect for him as of recently at first. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like when you first saw him and his, his behavior and his boxing, you're just like, okay, like, n- no, I don't want anything to do with this. But then, but then as far as the NFT space goes in the, in the crypto space goes, he, he's, he's killing it. He's also lost a ton of money. Like, for instance, his Pokemon thing. Did you hear about the Pokemon cards? Like, he spent like seven hundred and fifty like thousand dollars on fake Pokemon cards, <laughs> and and he opened it up, and he was like, "These aren't real, or not real." Like, someone else was like, "Dude, these are fake." And he's like, "No, I just spent seven 700- hundred. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Oh, uh, I can't imagine. But he, you know, he's he's got again. He's one of those guys that had. Uh, win in big like he's got he's got yeah. money and resources to start with when you have capital it's really easy to make capitalism work for you when you're starting at the bottom it shit's fucking rough it, it is it is but th- i have seen firsthand people go from the bottom to the top so it's not easy but it's very but it is very doable and it's very doable for a lot like people who are willing to put the time effort and work in for it hmm so, so I, I guess we're, we're getting near the end here, um, and I don't want to neglect uh, letting folks know, uh, you know, can you give them like a little bit of a rundown of what Relentless is about, what they could look forward to on it, and then and then maybe when and where they can check it out and, and get yes. it? Yes. Uh, yeah, thank you. So um, Relentless, and I'm way better at writing things down, so I'm just going to read off from <laughs> the actual description. Yeah, there's some value to copy, man. When we were doing Space Oddity stuff, like you end up yeah. saying the same shit over and over, and it seems like, like, boy, this doesn't sound very authentic, but it's like, also, this is exactly what I want to say and what I want people to hear. <laughs> so yeah, that's the way it goes. So, okay, so the Relentless Project <clears throat> is both collectible and a utility um, NFT to which you purchase a collectible art piece and that will give you access to that corresponding installment of the story relentless a relentless is a book um, that i wrote and um it will be released in installments one to three chapters uh, each installment depending on length and context of the story you can expect the first installment to be released we are optimistically shooting for next week but it could be the week after it was the whole project was created by myself and the the book was written by me the art was done by um a very talented uh argentinian comic book artist named gabriel Anibel riarte and uh it was developed by um another talented and very and a veteran um nft developer named alex wang who resides in russia me and alex are working together as a team to um to get this thing going and um, Gabriel has done a lot of really good job with the um, the artwork for it. So um, you'll buy a, a piece done by him and uh, gain access cool. to the and story. What, what's the story about? Okay, so the story um, takes place in uh, Svaipak, Cambodia, which is the red light district of Cambodia, where two sisters, Chan and Dara, or Chanthavi and Dara, were uh, sold into sex trafficking. And Chan, the older sister, was rescued, and Dara, the younger sister, was left behind. As she was taken into a compound in Thailand, where uh, it's a rehabilitation compound where girls go to um, rehabilitate and uh, learn a trade. And uh, she wanted to go back and find her sister, so she was trained by former uh, and retired Marine Marsoc turned uh, Christian missionary she goes back and relentlessly tries to find her sister. Oh, so it's like a, like a murder. It's like, it's like a vengeance story. Uh, I would call it more of a rescue story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So she's not just, she's not just killing fools left and right. Like she's, uh, she's got a, a purpose. She very much has a purpose. No, she's, it's definitely not murder porn. She is looking for her sister. She has no desire to enact revenge on the people who kidnapped her or anything, but she definitely kills some fools and blows, blows crap up. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. In the description, it says, you know, tries to find her sister by any means necessary. And she's trained by, I don't know if you're familiar with what a, a MARSOC is, their Marine Special Operations Command. They are essentially the highly trained Marines who, um, their job is actually to 
direct action and um, training local militias and training local infantry in um, in enemy territory to overthrow governments. So they're oh, shit. a lot a lot like Green Berets, but also a lot like SEALs, and and they're just the BAs of the Marine Corps. Yeah, a little more little more intrigue in there, maybe if they gotta overthrow uh, governments and shit. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna train local militias to overthrow a government, cool. The story is definitely about you know a love of two sisters and what you would be willing to do for your family to get them out of a situation. Fuck yeah. So I understand you have you know you have daughters like I have a two year old daughter and my son. If they were kidnapped, that there would be no end to what I would do. Oh yeah, no, uh, to yeah, get this, them out. I've got morals to a point. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> start fucking with my kids. The Shit's going to go out the window. There's an old saying, for those I love, I will do great and terrible things. <laughs> cool. And and so um, you, you said this is coming out either next week or the week after? Uh, ho- yeah, optimistically next week. We had to push some stuff back um, because uh, I didn't like the, um, I didn't la- like the way the title art came back. I mean, they did a good job. It just wasn't what I, 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 it wasn't what I expected, and I'm not about to release an unperfect product. So yeah. I, I was like, "Let's make a, a really good product before it goes on the before it goes on the blockchain." You've always got bits of re, you know revisions and stuff mm-hmm. working on stuff like that. I mean edits, and that's just the way it is. At least you don't have to fuck around with a paper shortage like <laughs> poor print comics yeah. schlubs have to deal with right now. Yeah, right. Like since we don't have a, a firm release date right now, like where should people look out for it? How how are they going to be able to get it? Like where where will you be able to pick it up? Uh, all the logistics um, stuff. So uh, it's going to be released on the Solana blockchain, and um, uh, also optimistically, we want to release it on the uh, Magic Eden marketplace. You know, just like you know, OpenSea, Rarible, um, the marketplace to buy Solana NFTs is um, Magic Eden. So that's one of those places like that if you wanted to buy it with like your MasterCard, you could. Is, um, that, is that correct? Or do, you, or, do you, or do you have to pick up Solana first? You do. Yeah, you have to have Solana. Okay. Yeah, you can't, you can't buy it with, with the US dollar. You have, to, you have to buy Solana and then use Solana to purchase it. Okay, cool. And uh, I guess you want to plug like your Twitter and any, any other social media where people could follow to, to find out when you're going to announce release dates and all that? Yeah, um, so there's my Twitter. If you want to find me uh, personally, at KCRThomas1, the number one. Um, And the actual NFT's Twitter page is at NFTRelentless. And um, the Discord, you can actually, I would just suggest finding it on... um, I could throw a link in the show notes. Okay, good. I'll link to all this in the show notes. If anyone's interested in checking it out, they can check the show notes out and it'll have links to your socials and the discord so yeah and uh please uh come in the discord chat ask questions we love to do that come to my twitter and and ask questions there I'd, i'm more than happy to answer any you know any questions that people have if you're interested in buying it i can also help you um find your way to solana so you can um uh, purchase it there but we're going to be uh selling it on magic eden with on the solana blockchain um and we're minting, uh, by the way, minting, that's the other term there, which is essentially like creating putting it on the block, yeah. creating, pu- putting it on the blockchain. Um, we're going to mint 500 copies at first. Okay, cool. And do you know how much you're going to be, what, what you're going to be selling them for? We decided on one Solana, each one. I have no idea what so, that means. I, <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to sell it for, for one Solana token. So, um, which is, uh, currently, I'm not sure what it's, I think it's one to us dollar. I think that's a hundred bucks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do that. And, um, that was actually my developer. He's like, we should do it for either one or two Solana. I was like, uh, it's 500 copies just start now. Let's do one, one Solana. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, people are paying $400,000 for... <laughs> no, I, I, I'm super interested to see how how it uh, how this works out. Uh-huh. Like, I, like, uh, like I said, I haven't dipped my toes into any of this stuff at all, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm curious to kind of follow this and to kind of see see how it goes for you. And I hope it I hope it goes great. Yeah, and I, I if if you and John have any questions, 
And uh, we never gave John any crap, by the way. Oh, yeah. We, I, yeah, fuck that guy. John. <laughs> why you hear John? Guy. He's got better stuff to do. He's got to, like, watch his daughter so she doesn't die. What a jerk. <laughs> She'll be fine. <laughs> I would love to see uh, uh, Space Oddities. Um, on the it would be cool to see it on the blockchain i'm not gonna lie but yeah uh, I, I i i just i still i'm still not comfortable with what that is i guess <laughs> <laughs> but i'll figure it we'll figure it out eventually because it is right. it is a brave new frontier that uh it is know, it's just kind of dark and scary over there mm-hmm. um do you do you know how many installments are there going to be do you know i haven't gotten that far yet the story itself is done I, the, the book is done. Um, whether split it up yet? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how much I can split it up. The first installment is actually only nine pages long. And, uh, the second installment is three chapters. And I think it's a total of 23 pages. Um, after I'm done editing, it might be more, it might be less. Cause that's what you do when you're a writer, you, you take your story, you write it down and then you read it over 50 times and change this and, then, and change yeah, that. Rewrite it and change it and move stuff around. Oh gosh. And, yeah. Oh yeah. No, the, the first, the first installment, I think I re I rewrote just the opening action sequence. Ah, gosh, I think I rewrote it at least 15 times <laughs> Like before I was like, okay, this is good. And then I had a friend, uh, one of my, uh, my friends, uh, he's a, he was army infantry is 11 Bravo. He, he read it and he was just like, this sounds way too much like an, like an eighties action film. Like, Thanks like, that's dude. That's, not, <laughs> that's perfect. That's not what I want. And then my <laughs> wife read it and she's like, this sounds like a Kung Fu Kung Fu film. And I was like, that's not what I want either. Gosh. Dang, all of you said. And, uh, yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like, if, if uh, John, taught me this when i first started really getting into writing so i'm gonna i'm gonna give john some praise before we give him some crap but he told me you're gonna be rejected and you're gonna have so much criticism shoveled on you before you write anything good and he's referring to the comic book industry but he was like if you go to any comic like any kind of comic convention or expose or anything like that like you're you know you're gonna go up to a to a publisher and they're gonna be like this sucks you know, it, like hundreds and hundreds of times. And I was like, all right, better prepare myself. Yeah. No, you just, the, the big thing is if you love it, keep doing it. Yeah. Oh, the other thing real fast is the installments. The reason I did the installments is because I am ADHD as all hell. And, um, I love to read, but I can only read for a half hour to an hour at a time. And then yeah. my mind starts going everywhere. Sometimes I even fall asleep. Like I'll start falling asleep. Even if I love the story, I, I can only read segments at a time. And I know that this uh, uh, society right now has a major attention span deficit. <laughs> it's not getting um, any better. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I'm like, it's like on one hand, we can only watch like 20 minute episodes weekly. And on the other hand, we can watch, we can binge watch all seven seasons of, game of thrones in one sitting so um yeah I, i've seen my wife watch tv though like it, it doesn't her attention's not always all there like she, she, she yeah. as far as she's concerned she's still watching it she's just also staring at her phone <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um i uh I, I love to read but i i love to write um, I can, so that's the thing. There's been times when I literally started writing at 8, 8 p.m. and I didn't stop until 6 a.m. Yeah, you're like, on a tear, just, man. You can't, you can't interrupt that shit. Let yeah. And once you, once you get that creative flow going, you just keep yeah. going. But when it comes, but when it's like, when it's reading, even if the story is like fantastic and I'm really intrigued by it, it's just, I'll start dozing off, fall asleep. I'll, oh, well, I wonder what's going on over here. What's, you know. <laughs> And, and, and so, um, I wanted to break it up, not just for installments for the sustainability. I wanted to make sure the artists like Gabriel is, is praised for his work because he's a really talented artist. And I, I want him to get the acknowledgement that he deserves. I wanted my developer to get acknowledged. And if you're doing art, you know, art for each episode, you get more art that way. You know, if you did it all at once, it would just have one cover. Where's the fun in that? Yeah. And I wanted to make it to where it is kind of like a comic to where it's like, oh, you know, is it? Let's say it ends up being, you know, ten or fifteen installments. People will be like, you know, and there's only five hundred copies. People will go on, you know, get on there and they'll be like, oh, you know, I got copy one through twelve. I'm I'm missing thirteen and fourteen, and 
you know, it creates value that way. Just like we were talking about, like, you know, detective comics, number 14. It's like, there's so much, there was only so many in print. Man, I, so, I might be kind of bummed though. If I, if I read, if I was digging it and got like one through five and then couldn't get six, be like, man, what, like what happened in the story? Like, I don't want to jump yeah, ahead right. to seven yet. Uh, but, uh, all right, cool. Cool. Casey. Well, I mean, it was great talking to you. This was super interesting and, uh, way <laughs> out of like way above my pay grade. <laughs> well, I hope it is, in, is informative, uh, no, especially for no. you and your listeners. Yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm like I said, I'm super curious to follow this and see how it goes, and I hope it, I hope it works out really well. I hope it goes great for you. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. And uh, yeah. thank you, John. I know you're not here, but thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So, everyone, go uh, check out Relentless, and uh, thanks a lot, Casey. Appreciate having you on. Thank you. Have a good night.